Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Running the Pass podcast. My name is Kyle and Sarah and I am your host and I think you're going to enjoy this episode, switching it up a little bit. Um, we've had some chefs and restaurateurs on before, uh, but this time I've got Eddie Gonzalez. He's a commercial real estate broker out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and we talk a little bit about um, personal branding and what it means for our business and what it means uh, really for anybody. So uh, have a listen. Uh, We think you're going to enjoy it, like I said. Um, Also, I want to take a minute to uh, mention the Running the Past Facebook group which is now live on Facebook. Just search Running the Pass. Uh, It's a restaurant industry podcast, so if you're looking to sell anything or uh, pitch anything, uh, please stay away. This is strictly for uh, restaurant owners and operators to sort of kind of help each other and be there for each other um, in a very lonely uh, existence, what it seems like sometimes. So um, it has up-to-date market news, just kind of chit-chat about the industry, place to kind of just lean on each other and learn something uh, while you're there. So check it out and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I have a special guest on who I think speaks volumes to the power of social media. The fact that we're on opposite sides of the country and actually have been able to make this happen. So um, I have Eddie Gonzalez here. Uh, you may know him from such shows as Tub Talk, um, from his Instagram profile, uh, AZ Commercial Real Estate. Um, so Eddie, why don't you start out telling everybody who you are, even though I gave that quick bio. Also, what you do, where you're from, and a little bit of backstory. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Eddie Gonzalez. I'm a commercial real estate advisor here in Phoenix, Arizona. I grew up, I'm in my office at 16th Street, Missouri. I grew up, I could hit a golf ball through the house where I grew up. Oh, wow. So I didn't right know around the corner, and I live about two miles down the street. That's nice. This is my bubble. This is my area of focus. And I always, when I make cold calls, say, I live, work, and play right down the street from your building. That makes a difference. It does. I get to drive past them every day, and I get to look at them and see what's going on. And, hey, I saw that you restriped the parking lot. What's going on? Now, is your market that insular where like you can drive by and you have a, like, I don't have a perspective, right? So like my, my market is gigantic. It's two whole counties, two different states. So I would imagine that's a tremendous advantage to know like, hey, you restripe your parking lot and hey, I used to get ice cream there. This used to be so-and-so's ice cream shop. It's great to see you're here. How does that experience of being in that neighborhood translate into your job? Honestly, I think it makes all the difference. There's a building that I'm selling right now. And when I went to visit the building with the owner, who's an out-of-state guy, I walked into the building and I said, wait a second, when did you guys remove the waterfall? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I go, there was a waterfall right here. And he's like, oh, somebody told me about that. That was there before I purchased the building. And I'm like, I remember that because I used to skateboard past this building every day. And I would dip my head in the waterfall. 
looked at me, he's like, you know the neighborhood. I'm like, I know the neighborhood. That's huge. Yeah, it, it makes a difference. So growing up in that neighborhood, um, I know we've had a couple conversations about what you did prior to, to CRE, and I, and I think you should touch on that, but how did you get involved in commercial real estate? What made you, you know, choose this over anything else? Yeah, so my now business partner and I worked together at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. That was in 2002 of February when I joined the Ritz-Carlton team. As I was coming in one year to it, he was exiting the hotel industry and going into commercial real estate. Oh. And over that one year, we became really good buddies. We talked all the time. We were always texting back and forth. And he kept inviting me to join his real estate team. And I loved the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, and things were going well, and I was climbing the ladder there. And everything was just, it was on track. Yeah, it's a big company. I mean, that, that's, that's a great hospitality. That's arguably the best hospitality company to be involved with. I learned so much from the Ritz-Carlton that I can now apply in commercial real estate. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Long and the short of it is there was something with the property owner because the Ritz-Carlton is a tenant. They don't own the real estate, just a management company. Interesting. And they decided instead of renovating the hotel that they were going to rebrand it as a Marriott, which Marriott owns Ritz-Carlton. And now this is in Phoenix? This is in Phoenix, yep. Okay. So the current thing is a project being built in Paradise Valley, which is five miles from Phoenix. And they decided to close that Ritz-Carlton down. I went and worked for another hotel company. Just wasn't my thing. And Rami and I were still back and forth, back and forth. Rami's my senior business partner. Right. I said, man, now's a great time to join if you want to do it. I went here, had my license, and off to the road. Now, what year was that? I started here April in April of 2016. Okay. Yeah. So almost four, three and a half years in the business. Yeah, three and a half years. Now, you've been in it for a while, 2016, obviously a lot of this, you know, the, the title of this podcast that, that we suggested here was um, branding yourself, personal brand and why it's important in commercial real estate. Um, what was your social media, if we can go back to social media uh, of Eddie in 2016, how does that compare then to where you are now? And when did you realize that, hey, this, this could work for me as a platform? Because you have quite an Instagram following. Uh, you're very active on other platforms. Um, tell me a little bit about that. When you started to realize that this was something that could help your business. So there were a couple different things that happened. And funny enough, when I started in commercial real estate, I was the type of guy that was on Facebook once a week. We'd go in, post a picture once a month. And I, when I started with the Instagram portion of it, I had one picture. And I don't know how many years ago it was. My ex-girlfriend said, you need to be on this Instagram thing. I posted a picture and left it for years. So that's kind of where I was prior to that. The way I really kind of got involved in it, there was a gentleman from a title company that came into our old office, commercial real estate office, and he was talking a little bit about Snapchat. And he introduced me to a gentleman named Bucky Beeman. And yeah. Bucky was, was like- He's like in Minnesota, right? Like he's like- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes. I mean, yeah, crazy. Yeah, he was like the guy on Snapchat at that particular time doing commercial real estate. 
And this title guy's like, you need to watch this guy. He's doing things right. And that's what the whole thing got. That's kind of how it really got started. Bucky and I did a podcast together. We did multiple videos together. We swapped. I forgot what it's called. When you when you trade each other's, uh, you give each other the passwords. Like ta- Oh, like takeovers. takeovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takeovers. So we did takeovers, and he's the one that really got me rolling on it. No, he's, I mean, I don't know him. I just look at him. He seems like a pretty young guy. He is. I mean, that that's interesting. I mean, he might be an interesting guy to talk to, but he, he's, he seems to have jumped in that. I know he does those market updates. So, um, so that he was sort of your inspiration and you saw that as an opportunity. So you went from literally zero. Yes. Correct. To where you are now, which is what? Almost 14, 15,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Is you that your- interesting about that? I was talking with another commercial real estate person the other day. When you're looking at those numbers, I really, it might give you a little bit of street cred, but those numbers don't matter. Everything that's good that happens is in the direct messages. Yeah. And also, I mean, it would be great if all 15,000 were in Phoenix and they were they're all not, in. They're right. They're all over. Yeah. They're all but over. I mean, I, but but to, to the, like we said earlier, that this is, um, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that I would have a restaurant client that is looking in Phoenix, right? Yeah. That, that, that would be an opportunity for us to do some business together. Um, so I think that it's important that they could be from New York, they could be from Connecticut, they could be from Michigan. Um, it all is relevant because you're gonna be seen as a thought leader and this could lead to a lot of different opportunities as I know you're brought right. in. The and that's the cool thing about it is I'm meeting so many cool other brokers in addition to just real estate professionals, investors, all of the above tenants. And it's just, there's people that I can now get in front of and I speak with, with that it truly makes no sense why I should be able to speak with those particular people. Right. Like yeah. yourself. So I want to, I want to give like a real quick example. Beth Acer is a mentor to me. And yeah. she is a real estate owner out of Florida. Yep. And she talks about at ICSC, you've got two different buckets, right? You've got the people that you walk up to that you just meet, and it's a brand new person, and you talk about, oh, what hotel are you staying at? And then you've got the people that you're connected with on social media who you know pretty deeply when you don't know each other. That's how I feel about you. So my question to you is, how was Taco's birthday? <laughs> you know what it was i think it was a success he was happy i don't know if you picture he he um we had a plan our backyard which is right here is kind of open we live like sort of like in this neighborhood like there's a lake over here and we want to have other dogs over and my wife was like we should just buy like a temporary fence and put it up and have all these other dogs over and i was like okay like i don't buy spend a hundred dollars on a temporary fence for a dog party uh I think it might still happen on Saturday, but yeah, he, he's two and um, yeah, he had a, there's actually like a dog bakery. Yeah. A little dog uh, bone cake thing. So yeah, he was, he was happy. So yeah. I mean, the fact that you know that I have a dog named Taco and his birthday was yesterday. There are friends I know I've known for 25 years that don't know that. Right. So that, that's, that's what I'm that's saying, right? We're, we're in the relationship business. Right. Totally. And this is a perfect example as to if you were a client of mine, that dive's deep. I'm a dog person as well. You're a dog person. Right. It's a bonding point. For sure. 
And you know what's also interesting about that is I mentioned my wife, um, she works for SoulCycle. So a lot of the stuff that she has, she has to do a lot of social media as per her job. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they ask her to do a lot of things and she has some brand ambassadorship stuff that she does. So she's very active. And um, I'm going to say it's once a week, maybe it's three times a month. I'll be at a Starbucks or I'll be out. And I just see somebody like, like kind of looking at me and I'm like, Hey, how are you? And they're say, uh, you're Leslie's husband, right? I'm like, oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I am. Because usually it's a picture of me like napping or something or doing something dumb. So I'm glad that's the, the image they have, but you know, maybe they have a small retail shop that they like to lease some space and it might work out that way. Right. You I've got a couple stories now. I've got a couple stories now of people that have recognized me out in public yeah. And it's first and foremost, ICSC this last year was unbelievable how people came up to me left and right. My business partner was just like hit me on the shoulder, like, wait, I've, I've seen your tub talk or I've seen this or I've seen that. And I'm like, I feel like a little bit of a jerk because I don't know who most of these people are. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, I appreciate it. Thanks. Who are you? Where are you from? Like, but it, oh, opens the conversation you're a celebrity yeah i mean it's an icebreaker which is often the hardest part of that conversation right exactly i I think that you know now i just connected these two because i know a little bit about beth i connected of the same way that everybody's connected i have her book right over there um i noticed that she always dresses in red like that's her thing and i'm wondering if you got the beard idea yeah all right so that's, I mean, that's, that's like a part-time job you got there. I mean, I'm not, clearly not in the, in the business of maintaining, but um, that's, I'm sure that helps. I mean, like from across the room, you can see that, particularly in, in the Vegas Convention Center, you can see that beard from 100 yards away. That's the thing, right? And yeah. this, was, this was created, A, because I can grow a good beard. Yes. B, when I worked for the companies prior to, I wasn't allowed to have a beard. And now there's a lot of guys in our market with beards. But before, you could spot a broker in his blue shirt and his slacks and his clean-shaven face and the same haircut, and you go into a room and everybody looks the same. Well, I walked in with this, and everybody was just kind of like, hey, what's he doing here? Yeah. Or B, and B, it's like, he's different. We remember him. Yeah, yeah for sure. For That's sure. exactly why I did it. And, you know, I, I think that that goes to the personal branding stuff. I mean, at some point, this all comes down to a human relationship. So whether we connect on social, it doesn't really mean anything unless I can connect with you and show you a space or I can bring my tenant to you and you can show me your space. Um, I think it's interesting because there's a guy and I I sent you his his profile. His name is Mario. He's a local guy and I met him through, uh, he was partners, investor in a gym, but his main job was a, a mortgage broker. So I used to go to this little small personal training gym over here. And when I got involved in real estate, I initially was working in residential real estate. And they said, you know, you should meet Mario. He works in mortgages. So, you know how it is. He, yeah, sure. Let's, I'll have him, let's go get coffee or whatever. So anyway, Mario realized, and, and I make a correlation here. I'd be interested to get your thought on this, is he thinks and is right in my mind that the mortgage industry is ripe for disruption. It's very hefty. There's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of jargon. Um, it's very invasive and, you know, millennials and younger people are kind of like put off by the process. So he's branded himself the mortgage monk to bring like a Zen like, uh, philosophy to the mortgage process and to chill you out. And he dresses in black jeans 
uh, black shirt. He's got a big beard, uh, salt and pepper kind of beard. He has a hat with his little logo on it. And he wears like a little, I don't know what you call, some kind of necklace. And he was working at a, a sort of stuffier office. Okay. And he wasn't feeling it. So he kind of was out on the street and via social, another bank, a big bank that everyone would know. Uh, I don't know if he would want me to say, but maybe he would. Um, but um, offered him a job. And he's like, cool. I would love to work here, but this is what I need to do. I need to be able to brand myself like this mm -hmm. because the other part of what I do is I provide marketing services for residential realtors. And here's how it works is if I can brand them, I think they'll get more business. And when they need a mortgage guy, here I am. Right. So I think it's smart. And what I think is going along with its way of saying, like he was adamant that I'm going to be in your bank, but I'm going to dress like this. And this, and this is who I am. And it's part of the process. So when did you realize how important that that beard and all that stuff was, you know, important to your brand? Honestly, it was very early on and there was something interesting and it was almost a negative connotation that it was brought into the mix. That's I was awesome. working with another business partner and a developer came in and he said something that was quite honestly rude to her, but that was one of the things that was like, ooh, this makes sense. What he said to her is, you work in an industry that's mostly males. And when a male screws up in this industry, there's going to be 15 other males standing right next to him. And I or someone else is going to say, oh, somebody screwed up. The difference between you and the other males is you might as well be wearing a bright red dress because those people are going to say the girl screwed up. Which it was, it was a really not cool thing to say, right? But that in my head was one of those triggers do I want to be one of those 15 guys or do I want to be different and stand out? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you could get fired for that comment today. Right. I mean, I don't know when that was, but yeah, for sure. Well, I was just a guy being a jerk, but yeah, it was one of those things. You know what I mean? I'm like, Hmm, he's got a point there about everybody. It was just one of those dudes. I, I didn't want to be just one of those dudes. I wanted to be right. different. I wanted to stand out. I didn't want to wear a red dress. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been outside the box. That's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> There's that, I mean, is it that? I mean, now that's a whole other podcast, actually. Now that I think it could be, it could be. <laughs> that dude who starts, yeah. I mean, wow. Um, so I mean, that's interesting because I and you and I have spoken about this uh, offline, but I think that uh, in this industry, and I and I work at CB, which is um, a very large commercial real estate firm. Right. A lot of ways, and the office I work in in particular does a lot of office leasing. Okay. You guys are very super. And I mean, I have no problem saying it. I'm expected to, when I go to the office, to dress that way and mm -hmm. to be that way. And all credit to, to my boss and teammate who's like, I don't want him dressing like that. Because if he's got to like, and go out and meet a client, he can't walk into a restaurant or a retailer in a suit and tie. They're going to think he's like some state agency or the IRS. And it's not going to, it's just very off-putting to the independent store owner or even, Absolutely. yeah, even, even a chain operation where somebody comes in a suit, we logged in like this dude walked in a suit and dropped off a business card. So I think it's, 
And, and that's why I say it's kind of ripe for disruption, some of the Mario comment in that he, in that it has nothing to do with how you're dressed. And if your brand can speak loudly to the point where you can wear a beard and you can still execute on a deal and relate to your customer, it doesn't right. matter if you're wearing, I mean, I know you happen to like Cole Haan shoes, but it doesn't matter if you're wearing Vans or Cole Haan's or Gucci loafers or jeans or whatever you're wearing, it matters who you are. And I think that we're at that inflection point in a very, very stodgy industry. I agree with you 100%. And the, we could go into attire and the whole thing. But basically, <laughs> what I found out pretty darn early is when you go in, and I do a lot of cold walk-ups, but when you go in in a suit and tie and you look like a salesman, you get treated like a salesman. Yeah, right. When I go in and I can be myself and feel good and go in and present myself the way that I would and you want to be kind of like just a little bit of a step above who the client is, right? So if they're wearing shorts and a t-shirt and they're in their restaurant or doing whatever they're doing, I want to show up in a suit and tie. It's yeah. just off-putting. It's off-putting and it's, it's almost goes back to like a, a sales thing of like mirroring. And if, if, if I'm coming at you from a different angle, it's never, it's never received very well. I mean, you get how many seconds to make a first impression. So, um, so it being that, you know, you, you've obviously think personal branding is super important. I've noticed that um, you do some traditional marketing as well. So how do you, integrate those mailers or, or whatever it is you're doing, handing out physical flyers. How do you integrate that? Or do you, I mean, is it just treated as a separate tier and you kind of do that and hope it sticks or what? Talk a little bit about that, how, what that ratio is like on a rate of return kind of thing. I think it's just all part of the program. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of old school people that like to, Hey, it's nice to have something physically to hand to people, especially when you're doing like a walk up and I'm trying to get other people in different shopping centers. Uh, B, as far as, I don't really do mailers, but I love writing personalized notes. And I know Gary's so, Gary B is so anti-personal note, but I get more traction based on those personalized notes. Now, those personalized notes are generally started by social media. Mm -hmm. So I'll make the connection there, and then I'll dive deeper using personalized notes. Right. And personalized notes, I mean... I know how much crap I get in the mail and you can now see where they print it, where it looks like somebody tried to hand. Yeah. Oh man, my handwritten notes are my. Yeah. Down. Imagine that. Yeah. And it's personal. It's just like talking about taco. Right. <laughs> but I mean, so, yeah, I mean, for example, if you sent me a, uh, if you sent me something handwritten, it would be, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's another way to make an impact. It's part of your personal <laughs> brand. Is that, yeah. And it's an overall package. Do you think Gary Vee would really have a problem with that? I think that was something that he would, it's not efficient or what? He talks about it a lot and he says, how is there more weight to a personalized note mm -hmm. than there is a text message? Right. And I think that A, it's old school. B, the only real mail you get anymore is junk mail or bills. So when something truly comes, think about how excited you are when you get an actual birthday card in the mail. Right, right. It doesn't happen that often. No. Birthday text. Yeah, you can't tell me that a LinkedIn post that says happy birthday has the same weight as a actual birthday card. Right. No, right. 
Yeah. But I mean, is that just our generation? I mean, because, you know, another thing that I heard him talk about, and I think it's um, maybe a little bit off topic here, but I'd like to get your thought on it is that in our business, right? Like we've, we've spoken about, it's generally older. I don't know about you, but I'm one of the younger, I'm 42 and I'm one of the younger guys in the room when I'm in a room with a bunch of real estate brokers. Yeah. Um, that the people who that they deal with, that they deal with, or even brokers themselves um, are kind of like, I'm not using this thing. It's just slowing me down. So uh, don't talk to me about this. I built my business with these right here. I don't need that and this. And I use the phone. I call people and I can see that in my interactions with certain brokers. I'll send them an email. They call me back or like they're one way or the other. So right. he was like, it's a losing battle. It's selling to the unsellable to try to get those guys, whether they're landlords or prospective tenants. And he says um, to find businesses that have a, a kid, basically. Like their, their kid is the CFO or the CMO of the company. Mm -hmm. And he's probably 32, 28 to 35, let's say. And find businesses that those guys are in charge because they know. And that's the perspective to have is those guys are on their way out. Guys right. and gals are on their way out. And I think that that's, I mean, would a handwritten note still be impactful to a 25, 25 year old CMO of his dad's car dealership? I, I think that's where you need to have the mixture, right? Right. Is you're bombard, not bombarding, that's the first word that came to mind, but you're, you're addressing them and you're getting to them in multiple ways. Yeah. And if it's meaning, if it's something meaningful, that's great. I get a mailer from a company that I won't name that have sold a few houses in my neighborhood. They send me something once a week. You know what I do with that? That, that is a negative brand in my mind. I don't even open anymore. It goes straight in the trash. And now they bombarded me so many times that I would never use their service because it's kind of a pain in the butt to sort yeah. of I mean, I don't know about you, but here in New York, Bed Bath & Beyond is notorious for the weekly 20% off coupon mailers. Like, just make every, just lower the prices. I mean, what's right. the point here? Yeah. And if you go to the store and you're like, oh, you know what? I actually don't have the coupon. They're like, don't worry about it. Like what? I mean, like somebody's got to be looking at the expense of all these men. They're not cheap. I don't care if you send out a million. It's still an expense, right? So now let me ask you this though. They're in front of you. We're talking about it. Do you think you go into Bed Bath and Beyond more because of it or no? Oh man, I mean, I just hate shopping. So I, I never. I would. I would. I would be more apt to look on their website, to be honest, uh, because. It's just so to me, and I know I work in retail and I, I don't have to find a way to navigate this, but I think there are some stores worth going to, to me, Bed Bath & Beyond is not one of them, uh, to drive to it, to park, right. go through the hassle of trying to navigate the store. Excuse me, where are the Keurig machines and find them. Do I have a coupon? Get online. It's an hour versus maybe 15 minutes. So in our business, you know, in anybody's business and anybody's life, time is the asset. And I don't see it as a great use of my time. I'd love the 20% off they did online, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there are, you know, my wife loves to go shopping. She loves to go to the store and, and see what they have. I don't. So maybe to your point, maybe it does work, but not, not on thing on me. They're wasting time. It's yeah. working. For sure. It's cool. Um, so, you know, we, we spoke a lot about um, social and, and branding. Do you think that um, you can share your funniest story as it relates to 
or, or not even funny, or even if it could be funny or a relatable story to how your personal brand has helped you get a client or lose a client, just share with somebody, something a little, leave them with something here about uh, how it's impacted your business in, in a funny way. So here's an interesting story. We'll call it an interesting story that has led to a really cool path. There is a particular road in my area of focus. The name of the road is McDowell. Mm. McDowell is known for not being a great road. Although the daytime population is huge, one of the major hospitals in the valley is there. They just built a $40 million tower. They're expanding. I was down on McDowell Road because I think it's absolutely an opportunity for a lot of people that can buy underpriced real estate right now on a very busy road with lots of daytime population. It's got a few challenges, but that's what I like about it. I did a Instagram video from McDowell Road. Did my thing, posted it. Somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, we've got this thing called the McDowell Revitalization Program. Is that something that you might be interested in? And I'm like, tell me more about it. Phoenix Community Alliance is the one that does this whole program. And they've got different projects that they're working on throughout the valley. So I go down to their office, I meet with them, I join their organization because of an Instagram post. And now I am helping multiple building owners figure out what they want to do with their buildings on McDowell Road. In addition to, I sit in a monthly meeting with the, all the owners of the buildings and all the tenants in the buildings. Because and you're the real estate guy. And you're the, you're the, the real estate guy. And I'm the real estate guy. Well, I hope nobody else hears this in Phoenix and goes down there. <laughs> like this guy with the beard is all over the place. Right? <laughs> so, um, to wrap up here, and I have to say, um, I think that that kind of thing is, I'm just thinking of markets by me where that may be a particular interest because that's almost like a city planning job. And, and we work with, um, CB has a company called Street Sense. That is, um, they do sort of like branding for cities or branding for large projects, but they will do a branding project for a city. And it's um, just because of my involvement with CB and what we do in this particular town, uh, it hasn't been a social connection, but like just the idea that those kind of things are happening is like a little side note that like those overall people are taking on these larger projects and trying to brand them, which is what it sounds like. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, brand them as, you know, an opportunity area. This is a depressed area by me called Port Chester. They have a theater there with the in-house band that performs weekly, almost weekly, a couple times a month, are the remaining members of the Grateful Dead. And they have a lot of, um, we saw like an incredible Queen tribute there, but they have like, you know, the Whalers play there. It's a very cool theater, but the area is pretty depressed. Okay. And this company was like, you know, we're gonna need a real estate guy because we actually want to embrace that instead of polishing it up and giving all like little McMansions and mini apartments right. and all this stuff, they're going to embrace the cultural part of that. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I love that. I love buildings in general. So that sounds awesome. Yeah, me too. I mean, this is a real old like waterfront uh, has like some, um, I don't know, fishing history, but it's like close to the city. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so having said that, and all we spoke about here in, in our roughly 30 minutes, which I think we should applaud ourselves here. Cause I really, I'm like holding back going on for another half hour. Um, but I should probably jump in the shower and get ready for work today. Um, 
where do you see your brand in the next five years? Five years from now, 2025, where's your brand? That is such a good question. Honestly, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. We didn't talk about actual platforms. I yeah. just started using TikTok to see what I can do over there, just for fun, just to see what happens. So I can imagine that there are gonna be other platforms that are involved, especially five years is actually kind of a long time when you're talking social media. So yeah. I'm sure there's gonna be changes. I just really want to show the world kind of how I've evolved. I was thinking back not long ago about, you know, like first month, first year in real estate, how I felt like I didn't know shit about shit. And now almost at the career mark, it's like, wow, I've, I've really excelled. And I feel like I know quite a bit at this point and people are actually leaning on me for information and it just, it feels really good. And I'm really excited to be able to document some of that. That way I can actually look back and be like, oh man, you remember year four, I was doing this. And now we're at year nine and I'm doing this. I think it's exciting. I mean, it is exciting. And I think that, yeah, I mean, of course we could touch on real quickly, like the platforms that you think work uh, that you're on. Um, I, I am relatively new. This is my second year in the business. I think what's interesting about it is for me, is the networking opportunities are and an ability to connect to people and, and just i've got an i focus primarily on restaurants and having a hospitality background i get a lot of people have asked me for can you help me consult with this do you want to be my partner uh, have you ever seen this location is this place going out so it is create a lot of networking opportunities and like you said the networking has been in the dms real quick um like no mm -hmm. never heard of it but if you want to talk about it let me know uh happy to help and that's sort of Gary V model or, or thing that we all kind of, you know, even the Rich Carlton thing is uh, being the person to provide the value. And I don't have an expectation that they're going to turn around and use me to when they do come up with a restaurant concept that they're going to use me. But if they tell somebody or if their sister saw them talk about it and I was mentioned or they followed me, then I just think you never know. And I think I can go to a million meetups in the city. I can go to a million meetups in my County here I don't think it'll be as impactful. You don't get the chance to connect the way that you can on social like that. So I think it's, it's interesting. Okay. So what I was going to say, what I like about it is, so you go to these social events and you can meet up with people and everybody puts on their happy face and does what they do. Right. If somebody wanted to, they can, my, my AZ commercial real estate Instagram page is, not private, it's wide open for the public. Anybody can jump onto my page, watch my stories. They can just kind of sit back and be a warrior and see what I'm all about. And it's not like, it's not intrusive for them to come into my world. They can see what I'm really about. And everything on my particular page is what I am. So it's great because the networking thing, it is what it is. But somebody can truly come into my world and see what I'm about. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like being, 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 having the ability to, I don't know, ability, but like uh, wanting that is a big thing for people. You know, some people don't want that. I think everyone needs to realize that your privacy is kind of gone and you can protect what you can protect and not put out what you don't want to put out. But if I put out my dog's birthday, I think that somebody would connect with me on that. And it has happened before. 
And I think people just need to get used to it or they don't. And you and I are at a distinct advantage. Um, so, um, so where can everybody find you? Give, give, uh, give a little shout out for all your platforms. All right. So for the old school guys that want to text me or phone me, 602-510-2204. One more time, 602-510-2204. Email is eddie.gonzalez at svn.com. Instagram is where I spend most of my time. That one's AZ Commercial Real Estate. I'm really focused right now on growing on LinkedIn mm. and my name. So Eddie Gonzalez, and I've got a little sunshine and a cactus. Can't miss it. Look at that branding. Yeah. And you have a drone. I'm just playing with TikTok at this point. So I'm not, I'm not focused on it. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I, I mean, same. Trying to do the TikTok thing. Uh, my daughter is a TikTok. Her, what she can do and edit on TikTok is she's like Steven Spielberg. That's so I keep cool. going to Mario's office sometime this either this week or early next week. He's going to bring in some realtors and she's going to teach them TikTok. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So she's, you know, she thinks she's like, you know, the, 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 the hot deal here with that. So, um, yeah, it is, it is something cool. And, and, I, and I said it before, but you, you have a drone. So that's really cool. And you have some spectacular landscape there to capture. That has been one of the most useful tools in my career. And I can do a full-on 30 minutes on a story how I got in front of a developer because of the drone. Oh, wow. When you're, when you're take, I take shots of my whole area, right? And when you've got an aerial of buildings, you can talk about air conditioning units. You can talk about roof conditions. There's something that everybody else is not looking at. Yeah. Bring out the drone. And just sending shots to people, they, they love seeing their buildings. And it's a, it's a branding opportunity. I mean, I would imagine that if I'm a developer, um, I would take some pride and be like, oh, my God, look at this. I built this whole thing. You could, I never, he's never seen it from there. Actually, they've never seen it from there, most likely. So if you can provide them with that's a tremendous – and I'm sure you do it for a listing that if you can – Oh, no doubt. Yeah. 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 That's really so cool. All of, the, all of the branding and all of the stuff on all of our listings, we definitely drone it. We do short little video as well. That way we can just – blast it out to everyone awesome well eddie thanks so much for getting up super early and taking care of this um i'm sure we'll be in touch soon and um yeah thanks so much man i appreciate you having me on have a good day i'll talk to you later see ya there